Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Couple. Trevor, um, it's, I, you know, it's a big week. Obviously, for one reason, and this is probably the most important event that's going to happen this week. It's Aaron Rodgers hosting a psilocybin convention in Denver, Colorado this week. Nothing else is going on, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the that's the big event this weekend. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to be attending. In fact, uh, I was hoping to find a, a cheap flight from Tucson to Denver, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm just going to knock on one in the meantime and uh, hope that there's still going to be seats left for me to see Aaron Rodgers live talking about psilocybin. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you didn't know, that's that's happening this week. There's probably nothing else going on that's really that important, though, right? Well, there is a football game this Sunday. A, a football game? <laughs> football. Is it annual? Or are they still playing that game? Is that is that oh, still yeah, a sport? Yeah. All right. Nah, we still All have right. to we still have to pick a champion. Ah, a fancy football. No. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully your fantasy football is finished by now. I know there's the the single day stuff, but can you really play fantasy football with one game? Yeah. Why not? I guess maybe that'd be I, I, that'd be weird, right? Right. I mean, it'd be a very empty roster. Uh, right. I don't. I don't know if we've had a lot of gravy to go over, but um, you know, there would be right. enough to put on a put on a plate for sure. But if you wanted to save some in your in your fridge, we could go over the gravy. But let's be honest. We know what week this is. We went over it last week. We're a little late this week because of a variety of circumstances. It's the Super Bowl, man. It's it's Super Bowl week. It, and Super Bowl is tomorrow, if, and because today is Saturday, that's when we're recording this. It's just the most wonderful time of the year, Trevor, and the saddest. Fair to say that it's kind of bittersweet for both of us. Yeah, it, it will be the uh, the end of the football year. Um, we do have some spring football to look forward to, but it's just not the same as the NFL, and uh, we'll be going into the uh, the dark times. Yes, as they say, where there is light, there is dark, and ultimately, where there is where there is day, there is night, right? Um, which is definitely something I came up with, not something I stole from anywhere. But um, it's interesting to think that this is the last NFL game watched this year. We got the XFL and USFL coming up, hypothetically at least. Hopefully, we don't get another yeah. other pandemic that doesn't make those happen. Um, but uh, I'm excited to at least talk about the game today, and there's a bunch of other things going on in the NFL that we could get to today, but realistically, we I mean, this is, we have to, I guess we have to talk about the Super Bowl, I guess so, I mean, it is what it is, but before we get there, I want to get your opinion on some of the things that's happened this week, not necessarily in the news, because those aren't nece- that, that important, <laughs> other than one maybe if you want to touch base on, but we went over this just briefly before we got on there, uh, well, Michael Irvin's still in trouble. Uh, oh, I don't. Man. Yeah, and I'm not trying to laugh about it or anything. However, um, it's just seems like it's that time of the year. I think he's been like arrested like five, five out of the last like ten, twenty Super Bowls or something crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Uh, yeah, and at this yeah. at this point, it's pretty easy to poke fun at. Uh, it is a yeah. serious thing. Him getting arrested, right. but uh, it's uh, it's a little funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of the course, right? Or as right. the kids say it right now, it checks out. 
So um, <laughs> it's, 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 it sucks uh, for Michael Irvin. Um, the NFL Network pulled him from their, their telecast, and he's not going to be on the ESPN telecast either. So if you're looking forward to hearing from one of the triplets, I guess you'll have to settle for uh, Troy Aikman or Emmett Smith. He doesn't do any commentary, though, as far as I know. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's minor, but I want to get over. I want to go over the NFL honors since you, we we were kind of interested in talking about some of the accolades and the awards. Trevor, your boy missed out, and uh, whether he was worthy of the MVP or not, Justin Jefferson had one of the best seasons that wide receivers ever seen, and he still won Offensive Player of the Year. No, and I I think that's very uh, appropriate. He deserves it. Um, you know, the MVP is very much a quarterback award uh, for obvious reasons. The quarterbacks are the most valuable players. Um, but yeah, I, I, I saw his acceptance. I thought it was great. Um, I didn't really watch the honors. I just got clips of it. And uh, something pretty hilarious stood out to me, and that was Kirk Cousins on stage singing. <sighs> and if you guys have not seen it yet, uh, please go online. It, it It'll be easy to track down. It's pretty hilarious. Kirk Cousins singing. Kirk Cousins, uh, I can't remember the name of the singer. Um, he's on stage, uh, basically ends up doing a duet with this uh, this singer. Uh, but it's pretty wow. pretty hilarious stuff. That, that is wild. The, the NFL Honors got a, a musical rendition this year. A concert, if you will. That is something. <laughs> I mean, it's the NFL. You know, it's unexpected. This is well, how it rolls, right? Yeah, you know, we've we've always known Kirk Cousins as a goofball, uh, especially this year with the uh, chains and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is uh, this is very on brand for him, and it's just fun to watch. Right, right. I know you like that because, I, um, and I don't know your opinion of it. And I'm not going to going to spend a ton of time in this, but I, I'm curious about your opinion of the NFL honors because we, we used to just get like these things in like a like a press briefing, right? I mean, you and I because we've been part of the press for so long. Um, <laughs> We we get this in a press briefing, right? Here's your here's your MVP. Here's your offensive player of the year. Or would come out like over a day or two, and I don't think it would get like a ton of mainstream coverage. But now it's a whole it's a ceremony. They pick the Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees. They um, uh, they just I mean they honor people, obviously, you know. Um, and they it's kind of a it's a television event now. What what do you think of it going from newspaper to television? Well, I think it's fun, and, uh, yeah. you know, these kinds of awards are very subjective, so uh, right. looking, you know, in, in hindsight, it sometimes becomes obvious that they give the award to the wrong person, same as the Oscars or any other big awards. Um, but, you know, that's that's impossible to avoid, and we know that, you know, these kinds of awards, they're based on merit, but also popular opinion. Uh and you just you just can't get away from that. So, uh, but I, I do think that the awards are a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I think, it's, it, I think yeah. Go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. I, I I thought it was really yeah. cool that the Jets got both rookie uh, mm. of the year awards, both on offense and defense. It's pretty incredible. Uh, I don't know that I have ever seen that before. So. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, they're a good draft class, and I think that's that's probably one of the only awards you'll ever see a Jet hold. 
So, uh, 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 uh. Oh, man. Uh, on one today. Look out. Look out for this guy. Right? Um, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm with you. I like the idea of the, the award show. Um, it, yeah, it makes it like an Oscars of the NFL. You know? Oh, yeah. And as if the NFL doesn't... I mean, they need more things on television. Let's be honest. They need more rights fees. They need more things to monetize. They need more things to commercialize. And... Um, I like how they put it in the Super Bowl week. It's in the Super Bowl city. It, it, they did it in Scottsdale, which was really cool. So I still wish they would do the Pro Bowl in the same city. We talked about that last episode, how that would only make sense. But, of course, it's the NFL. Oh, it's not going to happen. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> so speaking of, you didn't see a ton of the, the Pro Bowl, Trevor, but I'm curious about what your, what your review of the format is now um, and how it's more of like a fan spectacle and kind of a fun event which it probably should have been the whole time. Well, what I think you, think you nailed it right there. Like, I, I ultimately, this is better. Um, there, I, I can't argue with the people that say they, they'd rather have a real game, uh, but it never really was a real game. Right. Um, I mean, you got uh, semantics. You know, it, it, they are playing football. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's still a lot of fun. They had a, a flag football game, very entertaining. So, I uh, I like the changes. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was very entertaining. I mean, they they did three flag football games, which is really cool. Um, and they you had to have a different quarterback each game and some different position players. You got everybody on the field. It was fun. Um, and it was competitive. Like I mean, obviously some things like you could tell like they were kind of like mailing it in. But they, I mean, there was no tackling. So like these guys are winning. I mean, and I think they won fifty thousand dollars a piece if they won those games. So well, there I mean, you go. Yeah, I mean cheddar. That's right, right, right. There's there's an incentive to kind of like um, to dive to to dive into these games and actually play. So it was nice to see some of the guys out there. It would have been better to see more of the stars, but I mean it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, that, I liked it. I liked it a lot. George Kittle looked like he had fun. T.J. Hawkinson had a game, caught like six touchdowns throughout three games. So that's your boy right there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a cool format. Did you see how they did the slam dunk contest? But it was like a best catch contest. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, uh, and yeah. I thought it was pretty funny uh, when uh, people like Adam Schefter did it. <laughs> they just looked goofy, <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. Got to get the chef in there. Right? Oh yeah, him and his cell phone. He's he's cracking the, uh, the breaking <laughs> news while he's catching a one handed pass or something off the trampoline. Um, yeah, it was it was it was good. I, I hope they continue with it next year. I think I mentioned last episode. I like to see like a quarterback club, like they used to do. Um, thought that was a lot of fun with the like the pinpoint passing and um, just the whole like the whole idea of it was was nice. And then they did. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but they used to do like the bench press. Oh, I do like that. Uh, yeah, I always thought those competitions were pretty cool. Uh, I remember. I think John Randall won it one year. John Randall. That's a guy I would be like, I would not invite to my Super Bowl party. So, <laughs> <laughs> just feel like he would yell a lot, you know? He's an intense an player, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. If you're in an apartment like me, I, I don't. I think he would, like, cause a scene. So, anyway, very intense guy. Well, a lot of face paint. He's a warrior, as he would say. So, um, <laughs> right. yeah. Right, um, just a just a really cool week for 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 the Super Bowl. I like how 
are kind of returning a little bit to normal. It, was, it seemed kind of more lax this week more than ever, and Radio Row was in, was in, in full. Um, before we get to the game, I'm just curious about uh, the Radio Row in Denver. Did you listen to 104.3 The Fan this week? Did they, did they uh, you have know, anybody? I... On the radio. I didn't get I didn't catch as much of it as I'd like to have to have listened yeah. to, but I did I did hear a little bit here and there. Yeah. Any any good interviews? Uh, I think no one specifically. They seem to be interviewing everybody about uh, Sean Payton becoming the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. That's that's really mm. all they had to talk about. Mm. Did they did they? Um happen to talk about and I'm just curious like not to that not that well I'm trying to avoid the Super Bowl talk for one reason or the other but um I'm 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 curious about what he came out Sean Payton came out and said this week about um Russell Wilson and having his his team there in the in the locker room he said yeah that won't happen did they happen to touch base on that at all uh they mentioned it I I, I do okay. think that's where I heard that um yeah and and I think this was pretty expected. Yeah, we know what kind of coach Sean Payton is, and mm-hmm. based on what we saw from the Broncos this past season, uh, I think it's a big step in the right direction. Totally, yeah. Yeah, get him out of the isolation wing, right? <laughs> right. Getting him more involved with the team, feeling, making him feel less special, and kind of having more of a team-oriented atmosphere. Totally. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite weeks. Uh, obviously not just because of the Super Bowl, because I love Radio Row. And that's, you get all 32 teams, they get their radio broadcasters out, they're the big wigs, and they all kind of interview each other. If you get a chance, anybody listening to this, or yourself, myself, go back and listen to some of these interviews, because it's your local radio station being able to talk to like Adam Schefter, other guys that, from other radio stations around the country, um, NFL legends, and it's some of the best radio you'll hear all year long. And if you're an old school radio guy like me, so, um, and I'm over 30, so that means I'm old, right? Anyway, back to the Super Bowl. Trevor, are you ready to talk some fo- some actual football? Let's get into it. This is our last game of the year, man. I'm so sad about <laughs> it, but um, I know <laughs> my voice just cracked. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm giddy. I'm little, I'm, I'm sad. I'm upset, but... Um, I'm still I'm still excited to watch the game tomorrow. So uh, before we get into all the numbers in terms of betting and whatnot, I'm just curious, Trevor, in terms of storylines because this is maybe something we can kind of expand on a little bit more. What is something you feel like is the number one storyline kind of heading into the Super Bowl here? Ooh, the number one storyline is tough because yeah. there's some good ones. Yeah. Um, big, I, big I guess one, it dep- we can't say. It, yeah, yeah. So I think it depends on on what you as a fan, pay attention to most. Because for a lot of people, this is the Andy Reid Bowl. Um, He's playing against his old team, who he had a lot of success with, but never uh, never a Super Bowl. So so there's that one. Um, And then it's the the battle of two really good quarterbacks. Um, I, I think Jalen Hurts has a little more help from the rest of the offensive roster. But, uh, you know, I think they're a little more even matched than a lot of people are willing to admit. Jalen Hurts, uh, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. yeah he's, he might be led by a really, really strong team. Maybe. 
Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think he has better weapons, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, stronger defense in Kansas City? You know, I, I would say they have a stronger defense. Um, right. You know, the, the Kansas City defense always comes alive in the playoffs, at least recently. Right. Um, right. But uh, even so, uh, I think the the Eagles defense has so much talent and so much depth. I give them the edge there. So you're you're telling me, Trevor, you didn't go with the, the Kelsey brother bull? That's not your well, number one. There's that one too. There's that one too. <laughs> uh, especially right? for people who listen to their podcast, this is a very big, uh, very big deal. Hmm. They they have a podcast. Oh yeah, I, I haven't mm. listened to it, but I'm pretty sure uh, my sister, who's an Eagles fan, she listens to it, and uh, I'm not sure how often they put episodes out but yeah they have a podcast together nice nice did not know that that's a cheap plug for the kelsey podcast by the way they don't have to owe us <laughs> any money it's fine um we'll just we'll just insert it in here that least they could do is just mention us but nonetheless um yeah it's i think that's kind of a fun element of this game is i mean it's you know it's two guys who are at the top of their positions that are brothers i mean how often do you get that right i mean trayvon diggs stefan diggs they're not gonna i don't think either of those guys are ever gonna make a super bowl <laughs> Sorry. It could happen. Um, yeah, it probably won't. Um, yeah, I doubt Dallas will make it unless he goes to a different team. Buffalo, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, there's, this was their year this year. That was their, their championship window, and they didn't go. So, um, nonetheless, uh, it's kind of fun, though. They'll, they'll meet in the Super Bowl, clash tomorrow. Um, obviously, Travis the tight end, Kelsey the center. Two best center, best tight end in the game. Um, first brothers ever to play on opposing teams in the Super Bowl. How fun is that? Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you were mom or dad, who would you root for? If you were both mom and dad. That is so tough. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I can't even begin to speculate. Uh, (laughs) You know, I I can't even make up my own mind. Um, Right. and, And which brings me to my next point. I... You know, for neutral fans, if you're not a Chiefs fan, not an Eagles fan, this is such a great matchup. And, and that's not that uncommon in the Super Bowl. That's what we expect. Uh, but this one just feels really even. I think it's going to be a close game. We're going to see a lot of good football. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you. It, it And it's been billed, and I don't, I'm curious about your, your take on this. We just touched base on it earlier, but sort of, it's been billed as the Philadelphia Eagles versus Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you've seen some of those storylines kind of pop up here and there, but that's kind of what we've heard since, um, well, I mean, since the, this matchup kind of get, been going. I mean, I don't know if that's just sort of the way it needs well, to be pitched I, from, uh, you know? I see where they're coming from. You know, I, I yeah. give the the coach and quarterback edge to the Chiefs, but... Uh, it's a little disrespectful to the rest of the Chiefs to say it's the Eagles against Patrick Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes making special plays happen when they need them most. It's a big part of their recipe. Uh, but this is still a team sport, and you can't do it by yourself. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and certainly, like, Kansas City wouldn't have gotten past Cincinnati without the refs, so... Of course, <laughs> right? Of course, there is a uh, there's more of just a team element to this for Kansas City, but um, I guess you could say it could be them 
against Philadelphia as well. But um, nonetheless, I, I, I just think that's an interesting storyline. I mean, how many Super Bowls can you think of where you're like, it's not like, for example, let's say, well, you, let's just say who's been to the most Super Bowls in the last 20 years. Let's just say New England's, right, for example, and um, which is a small number. I mean, they've only been to, what, 10 or 11? Um, and <laughs> versus, um, well, let's go a couple years back, right, versus Philadelphia, right? I can't think of a storyline where, and maybe this is just media-driven, of course, that's our, our game, where it's been basically you take two players a play, or a player and a coach out and then you match them up against the team, right? Because can you really, other than Kelsey, is there anybody else that comes to mind on Kansas City that you would consider a star or a superstar? Well, at the moment, I think Chris Jones on defense. Chris Jones. Yeah, right. he's, he's standing out right now. Um, but no, yeah, I, I see your point. Uh, Philadelphia yeah. has Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard. Um, so yeah, the, the chiefs really just have Travis Kelsey. He's the notable other than Patrick Mahomes on offense. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, Juju Smith Schuster, he's a TikTok star. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess that goes for something, right? Um, Sure. Sure does, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> you have Austin Creed at center, or it's Creed, right? Austin Creed is it Creed? No, I have no Creed idea. Humphrey. <laughs> Creed Humphrey. There we go, center, right? Former former University of uh, former Oklahoma Sooner, by the way. Creed Humphrey at center, one of the best names in the NFL. That's a big storyline. But no, but I mean, let's be honest here. It's it's um, a team full of really good players and pretty top heavy team in terms of Kansas City, but that doesn't mean they're, they're anything less. It's just this is kind of what we're looking at in the peripheral, like how will this matchup kind of work. Um, do you think, and I'm curious, when we said it was the Andy Reid Bowl, right? Do you think firing Andy Reid was the right call for Philly? You know, that's that's tough. Uh, yeah. That That's such a hard thing to predict, how it might have worked out if he had stayed. Um, <laughs> right. He, he's right. obviously good at his job. Um, but you can only commit to someone for so long, how, however good they are. Uh, if you're not getting the championship you want, you got to make a change. Uh, and they, they did win a Super Bowl. So I would say it was the right thing to do. They got to a Super Bowl and they won. Yeah, I think you, I, I like how you, you, you mentioned that, like, yeah, it's not something we can really predict, but like, it seems like if they kept Andy, like, the status quo would have continued, probably would have been successful, but who knows, right? Um, I think he was kind of treading water towards the end there, um, and he kind of needed, like, a fresh fresh take on, on, on yeah, a team. Yeah, well, You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I think ahead. he would have continued to put, you know, together good seasons and good teams, uh, but you can only go to the NFC Championship so many times uh, without getting the rest of the way there. Uh so, yeah, there's no guarantee that he would have won a Super Bowl uh, where Doug Peterson did. So, Right, right. Right, that's true. Um, and what do you think about that for a second? That is it say more about the Philadelphia organization that they're able to win one with Doug Peterson? <laughs> Not that he's a bad coach. I, I hate to laugh because I'm thinking about all the good like people that are on that staff too. Like Nick right. Sirianni was on that staff. Um uh, I, I don't know why my brain's... Oh, uh, Frank Wright, right? Um, there's a couple other guys that end up getting head coaching jobs um, that are on that Philadelphia staff. But 
nonetheless. Does that say more about the Philadelphia organization, or is it just, you know, in terms you know, of I, the going with Sirianni it, and Peterson? I think yeah. it really kind of showcases just how intricate this whole thing is. Uh, mm. So many pieces have to fall into the right place at the right time. Uh, and the, the head coach is a big one, uh, but it's, it's more than that. Just, just like a quarterback not being able to win the game by himself, you know, the, the, the coach, he, there's no coach in the league that can go to any team and be a champion. Uh, it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, um, it takes a lot to, to, to make a champion, right? I mean, right. I mean, New England's, right? <laughs> Going back to just probably one of the more successful franchises in sports. I mean, think about what it took for them to win a championship between Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. And you needed Kraft in there first to sort of set, like, a precedent of kind of how this organization is going to be run to bring in Bill to make it more, like, serious, right? And to give right. him a chance and to make it, like, really solidified that this is, this is, the, the, this is what this organization is going to look like year to year, right? And uh, I, I don't know who owns it's Jeffy Lori, right? Jeff Lori, I think it is, right? Lori family owns Philadelphia, uh, owns, owns Eagles. I think that's right. Loria. Okay. Um, I think they've owned him for a long time. And obviously, they've been successful throughout the 2000s, a little bit in the early 90s and whatnot. So they've been, I think they've gotten this thing down. <laughs> I think that's, that's fair to say, right? In addition to being the Super Bowl, they've had very successful line of chunky soup commercials. With Donovan McNabb, um, <laughs> and it, it's it's just run it's just run really really well. So I think you hit the nail on the head, Trevor. It's like it takes more than just the head coach. That organization is sort, certainly key to it. So um, let's talk about one that's kind of interesting here. Do you think Patrick Mahomes will be 100? percent You know, at this point, I think he'll play at 100. Um, percent mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a high ankle sprain, not an ACL tear. Right. So this, you know, what are we three weeks out from the injury now? Um, and uh, he's been practicing, he's been moving, and when when the Super Bowl adrenaline kicks in, I don't think it's going to bother him at all. Yeah, it's kind of like everything. Um, I see what you're saying. When he when that adrenaline kicks in, it's like tunnel vision. Right. Yeah, I mean, players play injured all the time with minor injuries, and it just, uh, you know, they, they, they tell me that uh, that pain <laughs> just kind of fades away uh, when it comes to game time. Makes sense. I mean, you've, you've been in those locker rooms quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, in the, it's, our, it's our guy in the field there, Trevor Koppel, right? Koppel in the, <laughs> Koppel in the I don't know. I don't. I have not. I have, I have nothing here to say. Funny. Anyway, Copland. You know, just that. That mean. That's what that means. It means you're getting the hot takes right up in front. You know. Um, how do you think the? Well, and obviously this is going to be hard to say, right? And this is an interesting part of this game because we've seen how it can impact the important games here in the playoffs in the NFL and just in general throughout the years. And with Roger Goodell coming out this week and saying that officiating has never been better. But never will be perfect. How, do you think it's something to keep an eye on during this game, or is it kind of like no, just watch the game. Don't worry about the peripheral stuff. Well, so I, I hope that it's a game we don't have to worry about and keep a close eye on uh, the game call, the refereeing. Um, 
But uh, as to what Roger Goodell said, uh, I gotta disagree. The the well, mm. I, I mean, the officiating's been bad, and it's still bad. Uh, as far as it never being perfect, you can't argue with that. It, it will never be perfect, but uh, you know, all of us fans that are watching these games, we know that it definitely can be better, uh, a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, it leaves a lot to be desired, right? That's basically what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we kind of went into pretty deep detail <laughs> the last episode in terms of how we both felt about it. And um, it's still crazy to me and that it's a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar league. It's not even like one billion. No, it's multi-billion dollar league, right? And um, they don't employ certain camera angles. <laughs> no pylon cams, right? Like really, right. really crazy stuff, you know, that's very like possible to make the refs jobs easier or to like have certain refs, certain positions like, and I understand the human element and whatnot, but not to go on a, a ref tangent here because I think that could be a whole, whole season of shows, right? Um, <laughs> there seems to be a lot to be desired. And I, I thought it was interesting when he came out and said it this week because he's obviously defending what it was in the AFC Championship game, but to also have that as, like, in the back of your head, right? You're like, what? well, I mean, why? He's obviously saying it, right, to, like, just have us focus on the game, which I suppose is fair. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I try not to pay too much attention to the commissioner. Uh, it's It's mostly... It's mostly BS anytime he's talking, in my opinion. Uh, so, you know, his reasons, I don't care. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. He's, he's, you're saying he's always going to, like, save face for the league, regardless. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's a figurehead. <laughs> I thought you said he's a pighead. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> stuff can be two things, you know. Right. Right, right. There's no, there's no binary here, right? All, all ambiguity, so... Um, nonetheless, um, another thing I thought was interesting about this, uh, this game, maybe part storyline was, um, and maybe I can eat some humble pie here, Trevor. Okay. Uh, if you remember, if you're a long time listener, if you're a listener at all, maybe you've gone back in the archives. You haven't, you probably should, but nonetheless, um, I, I, uh, historically and probably very prominently said that no running first team would be capable of getting to the Super Bowl or winning one. And maybe I, did I say the cap- No, I did say they couldn't make one. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> right? Here we are. A run-first team in Philadelphia. Obviously a pass-first team in, in Kansas City. Their playbooks could be, uh, couldn't be be any more different in terms of how they run the RPO, the amount of running backs that Philly brings on the field, and the jumbo formations where they push the pile. Um, what do you think about that as far as a run-first team here against Kansas City in terms of matchup and scheme? Well, so I think... I think the real matchup here that kind of tips the scales, you know, I already said that I think the Chiefs have the edge when it comes to quarterback and coach. Um, Philadelphia's O-line and D-line are just, we, we haven't seen a team with this complete uh, of a line on both sides of the ball in a very long time. Um, you know, they, they picked up uh, a couple of great backups <coughs> for uh, Jordan Davis when he got injured. Um, they added a, uh, 
I can't think of his name. They've got a guy playing left tackle who had never played football before he played football in the NFL. Um, mm. He's one of these, uh, you know, initiative to bring in players from outside the country. I forget where he's from, but mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, he's good enough that Lane Johnson is playing right tackle. Uh, you just can't, uh, you can't plan for that kind of luck. Uh, and here we are, we've got a team that has this long forgotten recipe for success because it's so hard to put together these complete, uh, you know, O lines and D lines with, with depth. Uh, but they have it, they have it. And I think that's what ultimately gives me the, you know, brings me to the decision that, that the Eagles are favored in this game. Right. And that, and that's how they, that's how they run the ball the way they do. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I like how you basically, this is a perfect um, transition to my next storyline sort of talk, but um, yeah, it's it's a really good, trend, it's trench warfare. <laughs> I mean, that's Absolutely. what this, this Super Bowl is going to be, right? Um, kind of World War One-ish. <laughs> that's what we're going to be looking <laughs> at here. I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be Hog City, man. And I think if you like watching the Hogs, or if you like a physical game, um, both teams have very good offensive lines. The defensive line for Kansas City is primarily led by Chris Jones. We said earlier he's spectacular. However, this Philadelphia pass rush is the—I mean—it's the best in NFL history. You know, um, seventy sacks, multiple people with ten plus sacks. They got after um, Brock Purdy last week or two weeks ago, and that's what caused him to be out the rest of the game. It changed the whole fortunes of that game immediately. They got after New York in the, in the divisional rounds. They've been after everybody this year. Hassan Reddick's been playing out of his mind. Josh Sweat's been really good. Of course, you got Fletcher Cox, the the old statesman. You you mentioned two guys they picked up, and Linval Joseph, the big goon. He follows us on Instagram. Thank you very much, by the way. Absolutely. And, Love that right? guy. He's a great guy, great father. Uh, and Dominican Sue, right, making another Super Bowl appearance. Um, that's How three cool for him, is that? By the way. <laughs> right? Three that's, for him. that's just incredible. Uh, the way, you know, the, he had a very rocky start to his career in the NFL. Um, to his credit, he kept his problems on the field. Um, but, uh, you know, once he got out of Detroit, you know, he, he really settled down and became, you know, he was a Heisman runner-up. He was, I think, yeah, runner-up. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we knew he could be. Uh, this type of player, and now he's in his third Super Bowl. That's just, that's crazy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, well, I'll get to that point in a second. But um, the, so, what's the thing about this, right? The Eagles pass rush, pass, pass rush, easy for me to say, versus the Kansas City offensive line. Is there enough to keep this pass rush at bay? Considering what we know about Philadelphia, we look at Kansas City, obviously, I already mentioned uh, Creed Humphrey. Pro Bowl center, right? I think he was all pro, too. Orlando Brown, left tackle, pretty solid. Um, and, uh, Joe Tooney, former New England Patriot, left guard, one of the best rated left guards on PFF. Uh, Andrew Wiley, right guard, one of the best right guards rated on PFF. Um, and I don't know their right tackle, but it doesn't really matter at this point because, you know, we know that they're good. Uh, and it's a unit, right? That's how they operate. So, um what do you what do you think about this matchup? Is this gonna we we saw what happened with, with uh, Pat Mahomes against Tampa Bay a couple of years ago when he was running all over the place and basically ran like four or five hundred yards backwards from so many sacks and just avoiding pressures. 
This, this uh, seems I, like a pretty significant storyline. I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that in this game. I think uh, yeah. I think he will be 100% mobile, and he'll need to be. Um, the The Eagles, we've, we've said it so many times already, the Eagles' pass rush is just phenomenal. Um, so he's he's not going to be able to sit in the pocket and, and throw downfield. He's going to have to get away from these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, are you saying it could be a long day? Yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I, I think a lot of people would agree with me that when the quarterback is forced out of the pocket, you see some really cool stuff, uh, especially with someone as talented as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I don't necessarily see that as the Achilles heel right now. Um, but uh, but I do think he's going to have to move out of the pocket pretty regularly. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, sort of imperative that he does, right? Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise, um, well, we'll be seeing him kind of running for his life uh, if he doesn't get out of the pocket and kind of get some space between him and those some of those pass rushers. But Hassan Reddick, man, I mean, we saw what happened last a uh, couple weeks ago. Is it possible to block him one on one? Because we saw what happened against San Francisco. They put Tyler Croft and the right tackle just chipped him, and Brock Purdy lost his whole arm. <laughs> Right. Because of it, right? Is it possible to block Hassan Reddick one on one? What do you What do you think? I mean, I don't think anything's impossible when it comes to that stuff. It's certainly a a, a big task. Um, but again, this is where it kind of comes back to, uh, you know, the you know the Kansas City Chiefs have been here before. Andy Reid's been here before, and Andy Reid is just kind of a football genius. Uh, so when it comes to the, you know, better than I, Rob, that, cause you played O-line, uh, just how complicated the, the scheming and the blocking, uh, can get and the trickery. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, what the chiefs do about him. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the, for the mention. I was a, uh, offensive lineman, <laughs> In football, uh, honorable All-State my senior year. Thank you. Thank you. Could have made there it to the go. NFL. But, you know, <laughs> you know, they, uh, they, 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 you know, the NFL, man, it's a hard place to make. And let's be honest, I was I was cut out better for the CFL anyway. So, there we um, go. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a lot of scheming. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of mind games. Even then, there's a lot of momentum. I mean, if you're blocking those guys up front, you're pushing them back every single play. I mean... That's. Uh, I think there's a lot of confidence that comes with playing that that position in terms of psyche and whether or not you're going to win this one-on-one battle. It's it, honestly, it, it's sad that it's not sex, more sexy of a position to learn about or talk about uh, because nobody scores touchdowns. But like, it's it's probably one of the more interesting positions to like just keep an eye on in sports, any sport, because how important it is. And nobody really, I don't think we, nobody really likes talking about it because, once again, it's not Jamar Chase catching a one-handed pass. But these guys are maulers, you know? And they're going yeah, against the, other big, big guys. Yeah, <laughs> cool. the, uh, the, the playbook, I think, uh, I, I think people uh, often don't appreciate that uh, the playbook for the O-line is more complicated than it is for these skill players. Definitely. Definitely. Not to mention all the calls at the, at the right? line you're making. And Absolutely. I got this guy... You're running a zone. Okay, let's do this. Sammy, right? We say Sammy all the time. If you're going to take the guy and 
on, on his own, and the, the tackles can kick out to linebacker and so on and so forth. So, uh, and they're changing plays right at the line. You're, you're calling audible, so you got to think, okay, this is my new blocking scheme. It's not just a route you're running that's different, you know. So it's it, it's it's the probably some of the smartest guys in the field. I mean, the center position is probably next to quarterback the hardest position in, in football. I, I imagine. Right. You know, well, is, and there's so much. And pretty pretty close to it would be the modern uh, tight end because uh, they have to know uh, a route tree and a blocking scheme. Um, right. So, yeah, it it, uh, it it gets complicated. For sure. It's worth keeping an eye on moving forward. So, <laughs> um, okay. Well, we got 20 minutes to talk about the big game, Trevor. Let's talk about the big one. It is in, uh, well, I say Scottsdale. It's not in Scottsdale. It's in Glendale, Arizona, just uh, about two hours north of here. In case I wanted to go, I won't let you know. I looked up tickets not too long ago before there's any teams even announced the Super Bowl. $2,500 a piece, which seems reasonable. Um, and anybody can go, at this, go to this game, right? As long as you finance them through a firm or um, <laughs> through your like local credit card company or something. So um, it's a one-and-a-half point favorite to fill uh, Philadelphia Eagles, which for Trevor is a push and is not even worth mentioning, but I did. Okay, Trevor, fifteen and a half <laughs> point over under, and um, here we are, man. We're talking about the Super Bowl, the, the big game, if you will. What is your prediction? What do you see? And take as much time as you need. So, it, you know, I I do think that this is going to be, as you said, trench warfare. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the, the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball. They're going to move down the field and score. Uh, I think with as much trouble as the Eagles' D-line is going to give the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to put points up. I think this is going to be a close, good game. Uh, I, I want to take the over, uh, but it's the Super Bowl, and sometimes they start a little slow. Um, that's a really good line because uh, it's a tough one to pick. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm um, <clears throat> man, uh, usually these really close spreads don't give me so much trouble, but in a game like this, it really could be a one-point victory. Uh, man, uh, I, I'm still going to take the Eagles, um, but I would not be surprised if it was uh, an Eagles win by one or even a Chiefs victory by one. This is such a tough uh, matchup, but yeah, I got to take the Eagles. Um, it, right, right. It's I trying to go back in my head, and obviously, it, it, I don't know how often we get like literally the two best teams, two best teams in the league that are going to play. Right? Can you think of another Super Bowl where that was the case? Um, uh, no, and that's the thing. Uh, know, it, yeah, it wasn't until the playoffs that I, re- I, 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 I thought the Eagles were good all season. They undeniably are a great team. Uh, right. But I, I did not think they were the top uh, top two team until the playoffs. Uh, I would have put uh, the Bengals or even the Bills uh, above them. But uh, watching it all shake out in the playoffs, uh, not only are they a top two team, but in my opinion, they're going to be the number one team. It, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, it, it all starts up front, man. Like you said, trench warfare. That's why I think Philadelphia has the, the advantage. Not like significantly. Because I think Pat Mahomes can make anything happen, um, and certainly Andy Reid's good enough coach. Where this could be sort of um, like the the New England um, Rams Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. We all thought that was going to be 
sort of a bloodbath in terms of offensive numbers and whatnot. <laughs> and it was like 3 nothing going into halftime. So uh, I don't think it'll be like that low scoring. But honestly, I think 50, 50 and a half. Oh, I think that's slightly high, to be honest. I no, think this I is going to be... I, I yeah. also just I wouldn't be surprised if we went into overtime in this Super Bowl. Um, right. I, I I I don't think it's going to look like a barn burner at halftime, but I think it's going to turn into one. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll start out slow. I think I agree with you. I don't think there's going to be a lot of like flashy plays or big big time things right off the bat. Excuse me, but I do believe that this is going to be a very physical game, um, and because of that. It's going to get low in the first half. It'll pick up in the second half. We could have an overtime. Um, with that being said, I'm going with your pick, Trevor. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, right? That's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about? The, the CFL. No, we're Hell talking yeah. about Philadelphia. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles over... The Kansas City Chiefs and a 15.5 with a 1.5 point spread. I mean, geez, please. How could you not? I mean, it seems like if you just picked what the spread, the difference in the points would be, I think you'd win money on this one, obviously. So, yeah, it's going to be an under for me. Maybe slightly. I don't know. That's a tough one. 15.5. And, uh, and 1.5 on the spread. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take Philly to go, to, to go over that. Too. You say cover. I think that's what it means. But nonetheless, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about your 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 pick? I feel pretty good about it. Um, okay. Like I said, it, it is going to be a really close game. Um, but we've had I've had two weeks to to think about all the uh, variables, and uh, this is where I've landed. Um, uh, someone that I haven't brought up yet, and I, I'd feel remiss if I didn't mention. Uh, and this happens all the time with with teams that go all the way. Uh, everything, everybody gets healthy at just the right time. And we've we've talked about Jordan Davis getting healthy and how insanely deep the talent is at, at the interior D line now. Uh, but uh, I think it's overlooked that they were without Dallas Goddard for a good part of the season, and he's healthy again. Mm. He's playing mm. again. Uh, when they moved on from Zach Ertz for Dallas Goddard. They got a lot of pushback, and I said, Dallas Goddard is the best uh, run-blocking tight end in the league, and he can catch touchdowns uh, on occasion. But uh, he's just one more piece of that O-line puzzle that makes it uh, so easy to run the ball with Miles Sanders or even Jalen Hurts. So, Right. You know what we forgot to talk about was Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. That, Lost yeah. in all this running stuff is literally the, the best wide receiver tandem probably in the NFL. And how cool is that that uh, Devontae <laughs> Smith has taken such a leap from his uh, – he had a very unremarkable rookie season uh, for being a first-round draft pick wide receiver, and and now he's just crushing it. Yeah, the Slim Reaper, right? So they call him in college because he, he won the Heisman, right, with Alabama? He I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was unbelievable. So um, that's something to keep an eye on as well. I could, I can, I could have forget that, but um, you hit the nail on the head, man. Having Dallas guy up there is going to be very important. Uh, only going to open up more passing lanes for those guys. It, 
you know, you could see a lot of RPO. Not, I mean, they Philly definitely runs a lot, but more because it's going to open up passing lanes for the receivers and taking some big shots. Um, and and that this is another storyline we might have missed was uh, Jalen Hurts' shoulder, right? Um, we know how he was sort of in the NFC Championship game. He's okay, right? He's been okay since he's come back. He's got two weeks to heal. They got a game plan going around him. Um, maybe it affects his way, the way he can throw or run. Um, certainly something worth keeping an eye on, huh? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's yeah. it's just as impactful as the high, high ankle sprain. So, uh, it, yeah. You know his. Right. I I think I heard on the radio. Uh, love the radio. Uh, that his uh, his stats since coming, you know, since the shoulder injury are actually not as good as they were uh, earlier in the season. Um, but, you know, sometimes that, that can, you know, that can just be because the Eagles kind of found their rhythm on offense and uh, it's more running. So Fair enough. Yeah, way, one way to look at the other options there. For analysts, Trevor, there you go. That's why you get the best the, the best talk of pro football here on this podcast. You, you, you got a lot of ambiguity. Look at the gray areas, right? And here's <laughs> a gray area of prop bets for you, Trevor, before we head off the air here. I want to ask you about some prop bets. The color of the Gatorade bath. The leading prop bet for this, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but nonetheless, is yellow and green. What do you think, what color do you believe it'll be? Are you a uh, red I'm going... guy? I'm going yellow. Blue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's definitely going to be yellow. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with blue. I feel like blue is the best flavor. And um, I like to quench my thirst with blue. But uh, nonetheless. Blue has the most antioxidants. So, good for (laughs) you. (laughs) Good point. All right. I'll take it. So, um, as a quick stat, more bets were placed on the Gatorade bath in last year's Super Bowl than any other player props. So it's, <laughs> That's it's kind of awesome. important that we that we talk about it, I guess. You know, just uh, FYI. Um, another prop bet, uh, whether Mahomes will go over 290 passing yards, which seems kind of reasonable, I mean, considering. I mean, I would have to imagine, though, if it goes over that, it's because they're in a bind, right? They're, like, down or something. What do you think about that prop bet? Well, I, I think he could break 300 just because it's a competitive game. Uh, right. Without, you know... They might not be behind, but it might be neck and neck, and that's why they have to push the ball down the field the way that uh, only the Chiefs can do it through the air. So, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I, I like that one. Uh, another one I heard was, uh, you know, will uh, Travis Kelsey score the first touchdown of the game? Hmm. That is interesting. Which you know, it, it, it. I think the odds are good, but I think the odds are just as good that Miles Sanders scores the first touchdown of the game. Um, right. right, it's a real tough one. I, I think uh, I think the opening drive is a touchdown. Oh, no matter who gets it. Yeah, I, I would give. Uh, you know these these offenses. Uh, you know they those first drives are usually really successful. They've got everything scripted. Uh, I'm not talking about a conspiracy theory. Um, players do go into the game with a game script. The 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 first drive, you know the plays that you want to play in each situation. Uh, and uh, I like a touchdown on the first drive. Okay, uh, interesting. All right, I like that. Um, that's a good prop. I thought this was kind of a good one, too. Um, <laughs> speaking of, 
Yeah, you're, so you're saying that, uh, who was it who said that? Oh my god, the Arian Foster's script isn't going to be handed to the players on Sunday? <laughs> right, Is that right. yeah, that's, that's okay. what I was alluding to. Fair enough. Um, this is kind of an obvious one. First turnover will be an interception. That's, yeah, um, I like that. That's a good one. I mean, that's easy, right? These uh, aren't I don't know. teams that fumble a lot. So, yeah, I, I think right. the first uh, turnover is likely an interception. Right, right. Yeah, definitely high uh, turnover margin between two of those ratios. Um, I'm trying to see any other ones that are kind of fun. You know, oh, the halftime show, right? <laughs> like the first song they'll be singing. Did you know Rihanna's doing the halftime show this year? First time she's I do know that. Like, yeah, I'm halftime. pretty excited. Uh, yeah. I've never seen Rihanna perform, uh, uh, not live, but not at all. Uh, mm. But, uh, you know, I had never seen Lady Gaga sing before she did the halftime show, and I thought she was amazing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Lots of talent here. So, um, first song we'll be saying, um, people are betting Umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know how it goes, I won't sing it. But you can use your imagination how it sounds. And if you can't, just look it up. I'm sure you can find it. Um, and uh, trying to find this other one. There was a really funny one. Um, but nonetheless, uh, do you know what words can be broadcasted? Let's we'll start with that. What words can be broadcasted? No, the Super Bowl. What where it'll be broadcasted? Like what? Oh, channel? oh, uh, gosh, I would. I would think it was on uh, NBC, but I don't know. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have an answer <laughs> here. Uh, Fox. Oh, it's on Fox. Fox is airing Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Fox. Yeah. So I, I guess there's a debate on who's going to call the game. I don't know if Fox has announced it yet. Hmm. Yeah. So um, interesting, right? So are we going to get Greg Olson? And who's Fox's like, number one team, right? Kevin Bernhardt? Daryl Johnson? Man, I just do don't know. We'll, yeah, uh, it, it, it's not very like clear there. I mean, I, I would hope they have it figured out, you know, the day before. So it's strange mm. that uh, people can still bet on it, right? Yeah, that's a that's a good prop bet. That, no, but it says um, a new team will be in the Fox booth. It's actually just announced. Kevin Bernhardt and Greg Olson will call the game, replacing Joe Buck and Troy. There you go. There it is. Right, just announced today. So we know who's going to be calling the game. Um, before we head off the air, Trevor, uh, I gotta say this: I'm not a big Greg Olson fan in the booth. I'm not a big fan. You know, I think I, Kevin Bernhardt's okay. So I, I have I'm to just... agree with you. I, I loved him as a player; amazing guy. Um, right. But uh, yeah, did not uh, did not dazzle in the booth. Yeah, not not good. Not good. Um, he looks nice. He looks like a good guy, right? He's he's clean. He's cut. Looks like a family man. Definitely a former football player with a big forehead. Uh, Ken Bernhardt's <laughs> got a good voice. He's got a very good announcing voice. I'm not not a fan of that duo. And I'll be honest with you, this is probably the... I don't remember there being a weaker announcing booth duo than those two for a Super Bowl. Yeah, you're used to hearing big names that you've associated with the game for a long time uh, in terms of, of calling games. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, you know, they better not mess this up. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, last year was, I don't remember who got it last year. It was CBS, right? Or NBC. And I think we got Tony Romo last year. Yeah. So, um, that's, it's, it's crazy. I, yeah, I, 
I hope to see some good performance in the booth this year. If not, I'll be trying out next year for sure. You can guarantee <laughs> that. You put it on the paper. So, uh, but I don't. I, I just don't know. Like usually, you can say, "Oh, I know that voice, right?" Do you? I, I don't. Do you know Greg Olson's voice? If I played it for you, I, would you know? I that don't. Too? I don't think I would. Yeah. Yeah. And Ken Bernhardt. <laughs> I don't know if I the, knew either of those yeah. guys if I ran into on the street. You know. So uh, yeah, who knows? This could be the uh, beginning of an era. You this, just don't know. Yeah, right. Benefit <laughs> not, of the doubt. But we're not betting on it. <laughs> no, that's not a prop bet I take. So that they'll be good, which I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> so, um, anywho, it's an exciting time of the year. It's the last. Super, it's the last game of the NFL season before, as Trevor said, we go into the dark period and we all trek through Mordor together. You know. Um, <laughs> In the meantime, enjoy the game, grab some food, grab some people. First year, we can all really spend some time together watching the game more intimately in three years. Um, and we'll be back next week to break it all down, any of the hoopla, the hubbubub, the shubba blah blah blah, and any of drama that occurs in it and anything else that comes back. Trevor, do you have anything to say about the game as we wrap up here? Uh, just that I, I couldn't be more excited. Um, you know, it's... You got to I've been saying it for weeks. Every every week of the playoffs, we got fewer and fewer games. Uh, and this is the last one. Got to savor it. Got to enjoy every minute. Right, right. Any um, Super Bowl tradition you have that you'll be carrying this year? You know, I uh, I guess my Super Bowl tradition is wearing a Vikings jersey, even though they're never in the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I'll be doing that. <laughs> Okay, and you have to. Where your favorite team? Last time you get a chance to do that, right? Yeah, it's the and last it's last time to to throw it on on a game day. Yeah, right, right. Um, my favorite Super Bowl tradition is basically blacking out on food, so um, <laughs> <laughs> and eating pretty much. If if any, and here's the thing with Super Bowl food, I, and I don't know if you, you agree with me on this one, and obviously we're extending this a little far here, but um, it has to be like handheld does that make sense right oh oh totally has to be Uh, dipped right yeah the something yeah you know when i when i watched the super bowl at your place i think i ate my body weight and wings it was just amazing (laughs) right right you have to either either have to be able to pick it up scoop it or eat it with a tiny fork or toothpick that's the only way you can get me <laughs> a little so, plastic sword, <laughs> right, 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 or in the shape of a football at the very least, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> in like a cupcake form or cake form. That's the only way I'm going to eat it. So, anywho, until next week, enjoy your food, enjoy your teams, enjoy everything about the Super Bowl. We'll be back to cover it all and then figure out where we're going to go from there. So, enjoy the game. Until next time, we're out.